We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Against the Memphis Grizzlies, the Warriors won 110-96. And, yeah, man, that was, in the words of Don Nelson, now that was a playoff game. <laughs> uh, that was a playoff game. That was a playoff series. Uh, one of the best that I've seen in a very long time, just in terms of how, how dramatic it was, the suspense, right, the joy. I mean, you just – you only get this type of joy, Sam. Like, you're not getting this type of joy in a four-game sweep, right? Like, to, to really feel the emotions, you, you got to really go through the ringer. And I think Denver, the Warriors went through the ringer in this series. Denver, Denver wasn't giving you these feelings. <laughs> no, no. You know, it was nice, right? You and I sat there and we saw the Warriors celebrate. Like, it was nice that they won that series first time in a couple of years. But this one right here, it wasn't Houston 2019. It wasn't – it obviously wasn't those championship runs. But, like, this one right here is up there in terms of, I think, there was a different feeling, too. I thought Richard Jefferson was very good. I, I thought uh, his buddy Ruko or something was very good. Um, I, I thought they did a good job of saying this was a nice kind of comeback after a few years out of the spotlight. Now the Warriors are kind of back at the top, or at least near the top, right, at the Western Conference. So I think it was cool. That feeling right there was cool, and it was different from what we've seen before. Yeah, so let's get into the game because this was this was a hard fought game. Mm. There were there were moments in this game where I was like, man, I don't know if they're gonna pull this out. I think mm. we're going to game seven. I mean, how many different times did the Warriors get up six, seven points, and then Memphis goes on an eight zero run? Memphis goes on a nine zero run. Um, they did not. I mean, that is a very resilient team. They did oh. not go away. It took until the middle of the fourth quarter for the Warriors to finally go on that big run that once and for all put them away. And it was, you know what? This series kind of showed us what we figured we'd see from the playoffs, which is bumpy because of the regular season injuries. And they had to go through it. And right at the end of game six, it all clicks. And yeah, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how to support right now. That's that's those are my those are my my first thoughts on it. It's like, woo, we're recording this afterwards. I'm like, I'm just glad that they, uh, you know, that they get got the W out of there, right? 
Uh, hold on. Let's let's kind of let's start there. Let's start with the end of game six and we'll, we'll kind of work our way backwards, I think, is where we should go this show. Um, I, I thought the Warriors went back to their bread and butter, Sam. It, it's not it's not small ball all offense. Right. They're it's defense. It's let's yeah. put the most amount of defense that we can around Steph and Clay and let's have those guys figure out the offense. And I think and that's what, right. And, and I, I right. Right, right. And and you know, Looney had what, thirty six rebounds today? Your guy, Moses Maloon, like just absolutely incredible. And I think he was the reason This is what guys, this is what this is what <laughs> watching Bill Russell in his prime was like. Like <laughs> I refuse they're the same size. I mean, this is what Looney would do if he was playing against a bunch of you know anyway. <laughs> Kevon, Kevon Russell. Well, I think that was it. I mean the Warriors they started this game by saying we're not we're not going small. Uh we're not. Instead we're going to go back. Like, we're not going Jordan Poole. We're not going with athleticism like Kaminga. We're not getting weird and putting Moody in there, right? Or maybe Damian Lee. We're going to go back to their, our bread and butter. Uh, Bielitsa. Yeah. Hey, good minutes today. But, like, we're just going to go. We're just going to go. Kevon Looney. We're going to go defense interior. We're going to rebound. It's going to be It's going to be sketchy on offense. But we're just We're just going to live with that. And I think. If the, if the, I think the Warriors felt like if we're going to lose this game, we're going to lose it at least playing the style that we know. And uh, it, it clicked in the it clicked in the fourth. I don't know if it clicked in the first, second, or third, Sam. But it, like you said, it clicked in the fourth. They shut they shut uh, the hose off. Memphis didn't score pretty much the last six minutes of the game. Completely over. Yeah. So you're you're kind of you said the who I have is the player of the game. Even though we did get a game six clay performance and. We will talk about that, and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna not pretend that happened. But Looney really was the story of the game today. He mm. the official count, 22 rebounds, <laughs> also had five assists. Um, just a lot of just quintessential classic Warrior stuff: finding Steph and Clay, relocating, getting the extra rebounds, um, being in the right position defensively. I mean. Look, man, <laughs> at a certain point, it's like if Dylan Brooks is going to hit some of those shots, you just have sure. to live with it, right? But, like, I don't think the Warriors gave the Grizzlies easy shots. I just think the Grizzlies hit a lot of tough shots. And, you know, you know that's why I was kind of, like, tip, tip the cap to them because they hit shots that, like, on a normal night, I don't think Dylan Brooks hit seven threes. Actually, I know this for a fact. <laughs> I know this for a fact. His most in a game this year is four. So he's, he literally like, it's a fair bet that he's not going to hit seven or eight threes in a game, you know? But anyway, with that said, I thought Looney was easily the player of the game for the Warriors. The second player I want to shout out was a player who started the run. Uh, Andrew Wiggins Uh, with a couple key defensive plays there. Like you said, Warriors going back to defense. Wiggins, by the way, had an awful first half. Yeah. Uh, He missed like four bunnies. Um, he just he it wasn't even like uh, lazy plays. It was just like he kept missing stuff that he should make, you know. Yeah. Um, yep. And then he kept he kept with it. He kept shooting. Yeah. He yeah. kept shooting. Right. Like yeah. you, you and I are the concern with him always. is like, well, he'll get he'll stop shooting. He'll stop being aggressive for some reason. Maybe he was at home. Maybe maybe the playoffs just unlock another version. Maybe it's just playoff Wiggins. I, I don't know. But he just kept shooting and and. 
they fell and they started falling. He makes a three, a huge three, I think, like you said. He ignited the run. It hits a 21-foot fallaway jumper with the shot clock running down where you're just like, oh, shit. Like, that's like high school Wiggins, right? That's the highlight tapes you used to see of him. And then he gets a steal. I think defensively he was elite tonight. The Warriors have pretty much lost all the defensive guys that on the perimeter now, right? Like, GP2 is gone. Andre Godala is gone. Uh, Clay Thompson's, you know, kind of a shell of himself, right? Jordan Poole was not good. He was especially bad. Like, it's really Andrew Wiggins and, and like, a little bit of Steph on, on the perimeter defense. Every time Bain tried to drive, Tyus tried to drive, even Brooks, Wiggins was just shut it down, right? And I think just the, the, the fact that he could do that and then make shots, I'm with you, man. He's did it feel like you went to another level tonight? Now it's like a, you almost want to trust. You almost have to trust Andrew Wiggins, which is not something that we were prepared to yeah. say coming into this postseason. Tell you that. It, I think you nailed it. It's it's the ability to stick with it through adversity, which was really the question. We knew he'd play what he could play well when things were set up for him, when he was getting good catch and shoots, when kind of things were going well. But what about a game that's a little bit of a dogfight, which tonight was, when you're in a closeout game, when you know you don't want to go back to Memphis? Does he still have – does he have the toughness to fight through it when he has a bad first half? At this point, I mean, A, he's he's done it more times in these playoffs than I expected him to. And you know what? I have no more questions about him in that regard as far as it goes. Like, I'll be be honest with you, like – He's like every other player. He has his strengths, his weaknesses, but I'm officially done questioning if yep. he, you know, he quote unquote has the mental thing, if yep. he's going to be there mentally in those ways, because he's, he's showing us like, look, man, if he misses shots, it's because he missed shots. It's not because he, uh, he wilted under the pressure. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. And, and for me, that's huge because yep. say what you want. Like the reason yep. we feel certainly about the Warriors core is like, We've seen them in these battles. Yep. We know they yep. don't uh, they don't fail for mental reasons in those ones. Okay, anyway, keeping it moving. Ah, you're, um, you're right though. I mean, you're you're right there. Is it? We've. I mean, we could even go the next people you're going to talk about Steph Clay and Draymond in some order, but we've seen those guys. It's not the mental. It, it's not the mental like fortitude that we're questioning with those guys, right? For me, it's like, do they still have it? And yeah, yeah, we're gonna get to it now. We're gonna get to it now because for let's a long start with, of this game, they almost did it, Sam. So yeah, yeah. Let's start with let's start with the positive, which was okay. Game six, Clay. I mean, Clay's the only reason they were in it at halftime. He was the only one who was hitting shots. I mean, Steph didn't hit shots for over three quarters, but um, Clay just another game six Clay performance. Eleven for twenty two. Eight threes, 30 points. What I liked about Clay was he also got on the glass. He had a bunch of rebounds and traffic in there too, but it's like he got back to also bread and butter Clay. And honestly, probably Looney being inserted into the starting lineup was a big part of this because how many of those Clay shots were? Yep. He catches it, immediately goes up, hits nothing but net. Just the prettiest play in basketball. Uh, they were finding him on the move. Looney, Steph, Draymond, even a little Wiggins in there. Jordan Poole was in there. And, you know, Clay, if he's getting shots in a rhythm like that. It's cash. I mean, yeah. If he, if he has the one in, one in 100 night where he misses it, it's like, all right, whatever. It happens, you know. But, like, game six. And then and then let's get back to it. It's like, at this point, game six is voodoo with, with, with Clay. You know, it's like. 
how many more times do he has to do it in these moments? I, it's, he's just, he, he's, he's got special, it, man. you know? He's yeah, got he's, it. he's special, man. I, 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 I almost cried when he celebrated. He was running up to the crowd. He's, he's, I mean, he's, he's going to, he's putting his six fingers up. He's, he's leaning into game six clay. Obviously he knows all about it. It's, it's the first time that he's been able to play in a game six since fucking game six in, in, in Oracle, right? The last game ever at Oracle against Toronto. And uh, the first time he gets to do it again, he does that. And, and you know, he hits that big three to really just end the game. Um, I, I don't know. It's just can you imagine what Clay's going through? I, I think that's really the, the biggest part is, man, this guy, this guy's again, he's been awful for a couple of games now. And you're just sitting there you're like, he's bad, he's bad. But if there's one guy that's just going to no matter what, shoot his way through it. If there's one guy, it's for sure Clay Thompson. There's no, there's no bullshit, right? He's just coming out there. He's chucking it. And I think that's the mentality. And, we'll, you know, we'll get to Steph in a second here. It's the mentality that you want to see uh, from the from the Warriors and I think from Clay. You know who's not turning the ball over, Sam? Clay Thompson. You know why? Shots going up. Shots going up. Can't turn over if the shot's going up. And he took nothing but good shots tonight, right? Maybe he had one bad shot, two bad shots. No, I live this, right? this shot. This shot selection yep. I live with Beautiful. every night of the week. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He, had a couple, yep. he had a couple he checks, but like – Yep. He's taking 22 shots, and I'm like, all right, there's a couple shots in there that are a little yep. aggressive. Sure, that's yep. fine. Um, Beautiful stuff. All right, let's let's uh let's get to Steph here real quick. Uh, Steph, that was a rough watch for the first three plus quarters. I don't know how else to put it. Uh, timely turnovers. It just couldn't hit anything. He could not make a shot at all. Um, but he kept sticking with it. And I will say this. Seeing him hit shots down the stretch to kind of seal the game, um, I like seeing that because when he's when he's shooting as poorly as he does, like the last thing you want Steph doing is uh, hesitating on his jump shot because that's even worse than him missing, right? It's even worse. Um, I, I don't I don't even know I don't even know where you go with this one. Like it's, uh, it, it, it was just a bad game. It was a bad game for majority of the night, but. It is what it is. I don't know where you go with this. I, look, fourth quarter, he was great. <laughs> just comes in, bangs a three, right? Puts mm-hmm. him up, puts him up six. I mean, like that right there, almost, you, you could almost say it kind of broke the will of the Grizzlies. They didn't really score after that. So, you know, that was a huge shot. And he let out a scream kind of, uh, he knew how big that shot was. And, and he's, he did that in game three or game four as well. I don't know what to do. Sam, I don't know how to feel because he spent a majority of the game turning the ball over, as did the next guy, Draymond. But it, it just always felt like he would go to the rim, kick it out, turn it over. But it was so easy where why don't you just stop midway, shoot a mid-range? And he did that against Brandon Clark one time. And so I I don't know what to say. I feel like we've been going at this over and over again. And today it just felt like kind of the same story where he made a three, all of a sudden he doesn't touch the ball for three minutes. And then he gets the ball, drives to the rack, turns it over, and, and just it, – it's a lack of rhythm, obviously, right? It, it, but I don't know how you get that rhythm back if he's so comfortable playing off ball. And, and that's the conversation we always, always, always have. Again, they, they get away with it tonight. Um, shit, Sam, they might get away with it in the Western Conference Finals because we don't still don't even know who they're playing. And those two teams are pretty vulnerable right now. But I think – at some point, Steph's got to find a rhythm, and I think it's on him. It has nothing to do with Mike Brown. It has nothing to do with Draymond. It has nothing to do with Steve Kerr. I think it's just up to him to say, how do you get himself involved? It's definitely not standing in the corner for four minutes at a time, though. So, I don't know. 
Yeah, you know what's funny? I was kind of going off about how he'd been playing kind of under the radar really good in the playoffs, and he proceeds to have two awful games in a row. So sometimes sometimes these things just happen. Um, I wanted to throw out uh, a little bit on Draymond tonight. I thought Draymond, he, he had a couple bad turnovers in there, but in general, I thought he had a pretty good game. 16 yep. rebounds, eight assists, 14 points, was very aggressive. Even took some threes, did not make the threes, but he took some. <laughs> um, as a team, by the way, dude, the Warriors had 70 rebounds and the Grizz only had 44. So it was really that kind of game in general. Uh, and I think they needed that kind of game. I think they needed a game where they out-efforted the opponent after the game five no-show. After the game five, no shoe, they legitimately need an effort game. Yeah, the chat, that is correct. 70 rebounds. Just to run through it, Looney had 22, Draymond had 16, Wiggins had 10, Steph had seven, Clay had eight. The lowest in the starting lineup was seven. I mean, those guys got after on the glass. Some of that was missing a lot of their own shots, but you know what? They did what they had to do there, and um, I feel like – you know, as I'm reflecting on this, because we're recording right after the game and there's a lot of emotion, this effort kind of rectified what was a very yeah. embarrassing game five. Yeah, yeah. And and as as people always say, Draymond's kind of the, the engine, the heart of this team, at least emotionally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he came out here and he was on fire in terms of the way he was playing, especially defensively. So you and I have been talking about this. As much as Draymond is called the best, we always say he's the best defender of the generation. He has not been good defensively this series. Tonight, no. pretty, pretty, like first play, literally, he locks up Jaron Jackson. Set the tone. Just set the you tone. Know, no, Jaron was terrible tonight. Jaron had been really good, also, terrible offensively, yeah. just to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, five for 19 from the field was just not, I mean, he wasn't getting good looks other than like no. maybe one to two threes that were kind yeah. of open. You live with, not, you know. Yeah, he did not get good looks. I felt like the other games that he looked like a superstar against them. So uh, I think they 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 rectified game five in yeah. many ways. Yeah, and, and I think it was – did you see that he actually had the ball under the rim and then put a shoulder in Jaron Jackson and then shot a layup and made it? I, it literally blew my mind. I did not understand how, not only like how it went in, but also how he had the gall to take that shot. It almost annoys me because I'm sitting here and I'm just like, well, where the fuck was this? The last yeah. two <laughs> right? You're like, what on earth? Where has this been? Um, no, he, he was great. You, you uh, him scoring 12 points is like Steph going for, you know, 48 points, right? You better win this game. Uh, just, I think a very good bounce back performance from Draymond. Uh, just the entire game. We buried the lead. Well, we didn't bury the lead. Who did we miss? Lead, but like, no, no, no Otto Porter tonight. Uh, one, one positive thing to note. I would be shocked if he doesn't play game one. Now that we know the Warriors have, they will not be playing game, game one until Wednesday because Wednesday. we have a game one on Sunday. So whether they fly to Phoenix or Dallas flies here, uh, they will be playing on Wednesday, which gives them a little time to get auto healthy and maybe even Andre Godala, who they could use as well. I know maybe. he hasn't been here he hasn't been here all season, but losing GP two, okay, he's not a one for one replacement, but they could use another high IQ defensive minded player to throw into the rotation. As we can see, the longer these series go, 
the Warriors are just going to feel comfortable leaning into being the Warriors. And and that involves playing defense, you know? Yep. Yep. Uh, maybe GP2? No. Yeah. No. Um, okay. well, I, no GP2, I, I don't think um, – well, okay, so first off, to your question, I don't think GP2 is getting evaluated before game one. Uh, okay. His evaluation date is maybe game three or four. And okay. then the odds he's cleared then are pretty low, but yeah, he's there's okay. he's not even going to get looked at before before. Uh, okay, so we're talking anymore. maybe the NBA Finals. All right, well, anyway, um, so so we're hoping. I think yeah, are you, I would fracture so. fraction the elbows tough. It's tough to, yeah. tough <sighs> to play through that one. Yeah, uh, especially yeah. the shooting hand, right? So okay, so Andre, you get him back, but um, but we'll we'll see here. I think the Warriors are in a good place, like you said. Four days off, one, two, three, yeah, four. Wow, four days off. Uh, I think that's the other thing with this team. I think before we get to the goons, they they did look. It's an old team, man. The the three core guys, uh, and <laughs> Looney's young, but technically, you know, you look at them, right? It's an old team, those guys. And I think sometimes uh, maybe that game five was one of those games where the Warriors went down big and they just said, ah, you know what? Let, let, let's let's bring this home and let's call it. Uh, versus kind of some in the past they would say hey let, let's try to bring this back as much as you can expend 150 percent i think sometimes you look at steph clay and draymond you know the guys in their 30s and they've played a lot of postseason games sam i think these these next four days are pretty good for this team like you look at chris paul chris paul looks like he's finished right now he's completely done and i think yes. part of that is just dude's old i mean outside of the fact that he's a choker the dude's old and yeah. it just, this just happens we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at Hyperice.com. All right, let's get right up here. Lead off. Ryan, what's up, bro? Hey, what's up, boys? 5-0 in the boss man shirt era. Just want to get that out of the way. I did not wear <laughs> when we got blown out by 60. Wore it today. Win again. I don't think it's a coincidence at this point. But, yeah, what a game. Lo- Looney, Wiggins, Draymond, front line came to play tonight. Uh, fantastic Wiggins game. I think that dude hasn't folded once under the pressure this season. This playoffs, my bad, and it's just been awesome to watch. Uh, who do you guys want to play? Do you guys want to play Dallas or Phoenix? For me, it's Phoenix because I personally think they have 
four guys that get played off the court against us or struggle against us. So, yeah, that's how I see it. You know, Ryan, appreciate the question. I figured this would be one of the first questions asked. I legitimately think Phoenix might be the easier matchup at this point. Um, Based on the what I'm seeing from Chris Paul and how old he's looking, I'm not convinced that the Warriors can't – it won't be easier versus Phoenix. I think Dallas poses a similar problem to uh to memphis with like the athleticism and uh just causing a lot of turnovers with their athleticism and then they got luca on top of it whereas phoenix i'm not sure you have that same type of problem ah it's tough yeah i mean this version of cp3 is so it's as much as i dislike cp3 like this version of cp3 is is tough to watch i'm with you if this is what we're getting and it, and, and, it, and i would rather play phoenix all day because uh, you look at this Mavericks team and Luka Doncic. <laughs> Have you ever seen Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock in a home game or, or just in big moments miss a three or, or, or Jalen Brunson, right, their version of Jordan Poole? I, just, I don't think either guys are tough matchups, though. I got to be honest with you. I, I think Memphis is a bit of a tougher matchup than those two teams. We'll see. We'll see where they play. I got to think about it a little more. But, yeah, this version of CP3, I think you'd rather play Phoenix. Hmm. God, it really does feel like Memphis is better than I don't know. We got Memphis. Think Memphis this. is tough, man. I I, yeah. I was saying this all regular season. They I thought they were the tougher matchup than Phoenix. Um, I got why people liked Phoenix because they're so just they just don't make mistakes. But like the athleticism, the amount of turnovers Memphis causes, they oh, they overwhelmed they, the Warriors for a yeah. large majority of the series. They really did. It was OKC esque. Yeah, it really was. Ricky. Uh, Ricky Garcia. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Good. What's up? Anyway, let me give my love to Kevon Looney tonight. The best remaining player from UCLA in this postseason. He truly does have his PhD in Steve Kerrball. Um, so uh, besides resting up and getting healthy, what is the most pertinent thing the Warriors need to do before the next series? That is a great question. I would say... Probably probably clean up some of the offensive execution stuff. Sure. Um, half of those turnovers were Memphis athleticism. The other half of it were timing based. So you can you can work on some of that stuff. You can work on some of some of like the DHOs and the the cutting where they're passing it and the guy's not there. Like work on that stuff. I'm with you. I'm with you. Practice time would be good for them. I also think. This will probably help them moving forward, although it doesn't feel like Phoenix or Dallas has the same type of length and athleticism and just general kind of intensity that that Memphis has. I think maybe the team that's closest to that right now, still left in the postseason, is Boston, and uh, and, and that they're on the other side of the bracket, right? And, and they might they might lose on on Sunday afternoon there. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. But I'm with you. Just. Richard Jefferson was kind of just destroying the Warriors about the turnovers that game. And I think that was kind of the general uh, feeling amongst Warriors fans. Did you see the chase crowd tonight? I thought it was pretty great. I I thought people there said it was pretty great. I thought they had some great reactions of the chase crowd reacting to the turnovers because they were, they were ridiculous. I I, I don't even know if you can kind of give credit to the Grizzlies on those. Dudes were just throwing it out of bounds, man. Yeah, I mean, next to him. I don't know what that is. 
<laughs> I know that feeling of being in the crowd when when they just keep turning it over it is the most frustrating thing on earth. We got a loony quote, by the way. Last game, we got bullied on the boards, so I took that personal. Stop it. He didn't say that. He did. <laughs> my guy. My guy. Oh, Michael man. Jordan Looney. <laughs> That's incredible, man. Good for him. Good, hard good hat. For him. Just a quintessential hard hat player. Edgar, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? Uh, that Hello. felt good. Uh, <laughs> two questions. First one. If you guys had to choose, who would the ball, who would the game ball go to, Clay or Looney? Me personally, <laughs> I say both if that was possible. And second, how many rebounds do you think we had as a team? That's all. Hey, hold uh, on. We, hold, hold, we, we hold already on. discussed. We already discussed number two. So uh, uh, the answer is seventy. What are you going to quote? No, no. Edgar's AV was uh, was Dylan Brooks standing next to a. a a luggage with a Cancun boarding. Uh, I just wanted to throw that out there because it's, it's pretty funny. Nice. Um, game ball. Game Who's ball. Go to? Who's going to? You go for You go first. Uh, I'm going Clay. Love Loon. But I just think, I just think it's the sentimentality of the, the dude just came back from, you know, you we know what he came back from. And what he did tonight was just, it's just simply special, man. So I'm giving it to Clay. I'm giving it to Loon. Not that I disagree with you on Clay, but if you're going to make me pick between the two, <laughs> Loon's 22 rebounds. He changed the tone of this team. Yep. I think you summed it up perfectly at the beginning of the pod. They got back to their roots of being the Warriors, which involves defense first. Um, I think kind of the mentality you played with him and Draymond on the front line sure. uh, set the tempo for the game. Uh, it wasn't pretty the whole way through. But they got it done. So I'm going, I'm going loon. All right, get John back up here. John, turn yourself off mute, man. Hey, sorry about that. You guys hear me let's, okay now? Let's go. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. No problem. What Beautiful. a what a relief. You know, it's it's been a very stressful series. And big kudos to Wiggins to Looney, the rebounds. Oh God. But I'm not wondering, when do you think Steve Kerr is gonna come back? <laughs> oh, great question. Okay, so I actually think he's another person who this layoff buys him time. If he he so we know he tested positive on Monday. Um, I have no reason to believe he tested positive on like Sunday and they just waited yeah, for Monday yeah, to tell no, everyone. That would be negligence. That's that's t- t- typically not how these things work. So if he tested positive for the first time Monday, he's probably going to be cleared by next Wednesday. Like just it's just the way um, the way protocols work, uh, assuming he doesn't have lingering symptoms. So we don't know that for a fact. But even if the worst case happens, he's not cleared by Monday. I I can't imagine by next Friday. That's uh, that's 12. That's 11 or 12 days. You know, Um, (laughs) it's hard to see. It's hard to see uh, it lingering that long unless we get word that he's having complications. yeah, and, I, and we haven't got any word of that, so I'm not. I'm just not going to uh, assume that. What's up? Yeah, his his wife tweeted that he didn't. She didn't want to watch any more games with him. So I'm, I'm oh, yeah. scre- screaming at the TV. Friend of the show, Marco. Yeah, well, he's clearly healthy enough to get frustrated with the turnovers. So I think that means he's he's moving in the right direction health wise. So yeah. we'll um we'll we'll let it. Um, I, I'm gonna go with the assumption he's gonna be back for game one. Steve- 
Steve, uh, friend of my year's podcast sends friend of the show, Steve Kerr, uh, condolences. We hope he's okay. I think it's funny that, uh, <laughs> uh, that were that that Warriors fans are now looking for Steve to come back. If if you've listened to the Let Years podcast for the last year and a half, two years, uh, <laughs> jokingly, sometimes non-jokingly, um, it, it's pretty funny that now now we're like, oh, when's Steve coming back? They need him back. Um, anyway, hope he comes back Wednesday. Yep, Saris. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Sorry about that. It's my first time calling good, it. Brother. I gotta say, I freaking love your pod i listen to it every morning on the subway when i'm taking it in uh it's rare that i get to call in because i'm, I'm in new york right now love uh, it. nice but i'm staying up because this game had me freaking pumped last warriors game i was at was game six of the finals against uh, the raptors and just watching Ooh. play die on court killed me and so watching that man run around with six fingers tonight just fed my soul um questions for you guys though with the next matchup that we have, Suns and Mavericks, do you have a different starting lineup that you put out for each? Ooh. And then question number two, um, for anybody that was there, just throwing this up in the chat, on a scale of one to Oracle, how was that crowd tonight? Because I would have given anything to freaking be there. Uh, wow. I love, I love it. I love Incredible those questions. Call. So obviously we weren't there tonight since we've been doing post-game shows. It's very hard to be there in person and do both. Um, my impression just from the TV was that you could feel the frustration when those turnovers were, were, were going. But I thought it was a really good crowd. I would love to hear someone call in who was there. If, if anyone was there, mention it in the chat. We'll move you to the front of the line. Um, okay, let me ask you this. What's your starting lineup if it's Phoenix? Uh, Looney. I mean, they're gonna they're they're gonna go with it. I think that I think they'd be right to go with it. See how it goes. I mean, if you're in a game six situation, I think you go small and let Draymond have at it with DeAndre Aiden. Because outside of Aiden, they don't they're not doing an Adams, Jaron Jackson, you know, front court. It's an Aiden, Jay Crowder, Mikael Bridges, right? Like it's not it, Cam it, Johnson, not, yeah, Cam Johnson, right? Like it's not a uh, it's not like that. They're kind of built like the Warriors almost. So, but I think they'll go Looney. I think they'll try to make it a little bit easier on, on defense, and, and they'll go that route. Um, and what about if it's Dallas? I go, I go small, but I think I start Otto Porter instead of Jordan Poole because I, I don't want to see Luca uh, going at Jordan Poole a minute into the game. I just don't need it. So. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you on both those. Looney, I think, is a must start against Aiton. He's had a lot of success. Um, the, when they've started Looney against Aiton, they've done a really good job at kind of – I don't want to say take him out of the game because he's a talented player, but he's he's been largely like – I mean, whatever. He, he, hasn't, he hasn't gone off in the way he goes off against and he And he will not. And he will not. Yeah. By the way, Aiton's vanished in this series against Dallas. Anyway, go ahead. Good job. Yeah, he's had a rough go of it other than, a, like, I think uh, game five. But um, – what I was going to say is, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. If it's Dallas, you want another wing in there um, just because the way they play, you know, they get, they go with four wings and Dwight Powell and Dwight's not really all that good either. So you should have another wing in there, whether it's auto. Um, yeah, it's probably auto because you, you know, Jordan pulls a guard and Kuminga is looking too young. You know, you could technically probably throw a good doll in there if he gets healthy, but that seems highly unlikely. So, uh- Real quick, uh, ten seconds on Jordan Poole here. I think we're starting to see the uh, the, the youthness of Jordan Poole. 
Um, he's he's trying really hard. It's it's not like he's shook or, or anything like that. But I think defensively he's completely lost. I think Memphis was picking on him the way that the Warriors pick on people off ball. And I think offensively Jordan Poole is just rushing right now. I think he just he's shooting every available three that's his way. Right. It, it feels like it's kind of like that early season, not early season. I think like um what I, what am I trying to say? Like that mid season Jordan Poole where he's just kind of rushing his shots, confidence not as high. Um, kind of stuff. So I, it'd be nice to see him kind of get back to it against a defense that's not, or against a team that's not as, not as maybe like big and strong like Memphis. But uh, it, it, it's, uh, I think the Warriors kind of did well to kind of cut bait uh, this game and just say, hey, let's go, Looney. Second straight series in which he started off scorching hot, and you could say he was the best Warrior in Game One and Two against Denver or that's against right, Memphis. That's right. And then as the series has gone on when the other teams had time to kind of look at the film on him, they can pick on his weaknesses a little more. Um, to be clear, I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think that's part no. of the growth. That's part of the growth yeah. process. And yeah. I think any way you want to slice it, yeah, he was not a big fixture in game six against Memphis, just like he wasn't a big fixture in the closeout Denver game. Um, but he did win them games early in the series. And 100%. every win matters. And <laughs> yes, they, Jordan Jordan Poole is an element the team didn't have last year um, it, or didn't have in previous iterations um, that helps them get up in series, helps them get up, you know, 2-0 or you're up 3-1 in a series where then you're tasked with just like, all right, we just got to figure out a way to scrap one win out of here yep. As, yep. as opposed to the days where you're like, dude, how are we going to score enough times for in four games? You know, that type yep. of thing. So yep. um, he's playing his role. I would not be surprised if the same thing happens in the next round where he is on fire in the early part of the series. And then, you know, if it's Dallas game three, they start going like, Luca, you're isoing him every possession, you know, something like that. Or like if it's Phoenix, you know, Devin Booker decides to start taking him one-on-one later in the series. So um, it's just part of the growth process. It is what it is. I, I think they, I think they played him correctly tonight. He played yeah, 24 I so. minutes. Yeah. I don't really know that there was any more minutes for him to be had in there. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. I'm with you. I, by the way, I need to see Luca uh, up against Looney. I need it. I just need a one-on-one ISO. <laughs> Luca and Looney. <laughs> yeah. The pump faking, the slow has he. Which, uh, <laughs> by the way, which series do you think is better for Jordan Poole? Dallas or or um, uh, Phoenix? I think they're Phoenix. both. Phoenix. I th- Phoenix. I, I'm, they're both tough for him defensively. Just yeah, like. Because. I'm thinking those, about who's better for him defensively. And I think it's. Both those, te- both those teams just run non-stop pick and rolls and they have multiple ball handlers on the floor at all times and they target they they'll like yeah, yeah. They'll, it doesn't matter who's on the floor they're gonna they're gonna run the pick and roll whoever they perceive is the weakest defender of the bunch and in but, most cases that's gonna be pool but if you know if you get a weakened version of cp3 then you really only have booker and you can at least try to get the ball out of his hands better but with with dallas I mean, you're getting Luca and Jalen Brunson. I mean, they're just they're going right at you, right? And, and I think, Din- Dinwiddie, who's you know, he, right. he can run, he can run hot or cold, but he's when he's hot, he's pretty good. Yeah, so, I mean, that's ah. yeah. I can't believe you know coming into the season, you'd rather face Phoenix. I just 
So I was gonna, I will, I will say both those matchups are probably favorable for Draymond, particularly if you have Looney back there also. Yeah. Because right. Draymond, Draymond can really help, um, on the pick and roll and play a little like cat and mouse with the ball handler and make life somewhat easier for a Jordan pool or if it's Steph guarding him, uh, in a way that he couldn't really do with Memphis. Cause like jaws lightning quick. And then when jaw went down, they just don't really run that much. They, they run like a different offense. So uh, it's, not like right. a, it's not as pick and roll heavy without, Jaws. they, they almost so. run Memphis almost runs the warriors offense when Jaws yeah. out is really what it is. I mean, the, the, the pet play that they have with Desmond Bain setting the I mean, that's a clay play. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, they have the screen <laughs> yeah. flare out, and then they get the ball cutting with the other, the other screen. Company. It's just like, damn. Like, that's, just, that's exactly what the Warriors do. Anyway, fun Memphis team, man. They're tough. I feel like we didn't talk about that enough. It's a tough team. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Anyway, let's move this forward. Let's get Kareem up here. Well, hey, fellas, y'all, uh, <laughs> y'all answered all my questions that I was going to ask. But what a win! I woke up this morning and I put on the Stephen Curry All Star jersey, okay, because I was ready, and I knew <laughs> that we would eventually get ready <laughs> and close out. So I'm so excited. Loon Dog was a beast. I I was just like, yo, this dude is killing it. So kudos to him. Uh, my only thing, I guess, would just be, why didn't they play Whoop That? Because I needed to <laughs> it just as greasy as Memphis was because they were so disrespectful and I needed us to. But you know what? We're classier. Killer Clay came through. And you know what? Just moving forward, I don't care who we play. I just want us to win. So thank you guys for always coming through for us. We need this. We need these therapy sessions and parties. So thanks again. Thanks, Karima. Thanks, Karima. Yeah. Um, I, I got a feeling Steph's going to break out of it in the next round. I think he's having a rough couple games here. Um but I, I, you know what? It, it's Steph Curry. I'm not gonna like think he's forgot how to shoot the basketball. So apparently, apparently, uh, the crowd was chanting "Whoop that trick" per friend of the show, Tony Slater. So, you know, nice. You know. I like it. Danielle, what's up? Hi guys. The last time I called in was after Andy's nine-one prediction. <sighs> 
which came through and I had asked Andy what his next prediction was. And he said, we're going to the Western conference finals. Agreed. We're there. Okay. Next prediction, Andy. I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, Nostradamus, you know, Andy. No, dude, if I, if I could keep doing this, I should, I should gamble. I should bet on the Niners to win the championship for the first time in my, in my life. Uh, you know, Sam, you know what? This is a good podcast to get a little cocky. I think the Warriors win the championship. And, and I think for a couple couple different reasons, and I think you mentioned one of them. Uh, Steph is coming. Uh, at pause. Uh, I, I think at some point, <laughs> like at some point, he's going to look like the guy that we've seen. It's not physical. It's not mental because he looked great in the fourth quarter tonight. Uh, I just think he's going to become that guy again here maybe just this round and uh you know the people are talking about boston and and, and milwaukee being the series the nba finals those guys are beating each other to the point like they might lose the miami heat they might not have enough gas for that miami heat miami miami heat are a pretty good matchup for the warriors so why don't we go with the championship prediction let's go three for three of um you know <laughs> Looney going back to the hometown, Milwaukee, locking up Giannis. That's, that's, oh that my goodness. Happen. By the way, isn't Jordan Poole from Milwaukee too? Isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got, we, got the, we got the Milwaukee boys. So, <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Man. I don't think they make it. You know? Uh, anyway, we'll see anyway. I'll man, go, that, I'll that go, game, I'll go my, my, my feeling is that game sounds a total toss-up. It's going to be a good one. Really? So, it's going to be great. I've can't, I canceled my whole day. So I'm waiting for that. Plus, then we get to watch uh, how what Chris Paul's gonna do. Gonna be a good Sunday. Gonna uh, be a good Sunday. Right. Uh, Nick, what's up? Yo, <laughs> I'm so happy. Thank you. Um, appreciate you guys. Uh, shout out to my NYC people. We have um, we have a lot tonight. So yeah, um, great game. Loon dog as always. Um, one thing that I'm thinking about is um, I want to see how well Jordan Poole responds to um, the next series. Like, yeah, sure. Like, he started really great. Um, obviously, um, <clears throat> game tape is there for him. So um, the other team can adjust or will adjust. But, yeah, like, I'm really curious, just like Taylor Jenkins, as to um, how well Jordan Poole responds um, next series. Okay. Um, yeah, Mick, appreciate Mick, appreciate okay. it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not necessarily, I'm not worried about Jordan Poole's confidence. Like he played, he had a subpar game four and five against the Denver series when they closed out, and then he came back in game one against Memphis and looked like the best player on the team again. You know, I, I would not be surprised if he scored 30 points in game one of the Western Conference Finals. Like, um, the the thing that doesn't concern me about Jordan Poole's confidence, I'll just put it that way. Yeah, no, the thing that concerns me about Jordan Bullets is defense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it. Will's calling back in. All right. All right. We'll get him up here. Fellas, what is going on? All oh, right. my gosh. Dude, I, I had made peace with the fact that there was a chance we could not get back to this level. But tonight, when the game was on the line, it actually came down to Andrew Wiggins, of all things making some big plays and big moments. Steph making big shots. Clay coming through. Game six, Clay, just a, a legend. Fellas, I'm so happy. I had just no idea we were going to get back to this point. We got to – I just – not taking this for granted at all. 
I uh, just want to call in and just thank you guys for everything you guys do for this community. You guys crush it every single time. Uh, I'm a premium member, man. I love what you guys do. Just go Dubs. That's all I got to say, man. There's nothing else to say. We're going to the Western Conference Finals. And a lot of these analysts and people thought we wouldn't get back there without Kevin Durant. We did that. Go Dubs, baby. Love y'all. Keep it going. Well, appreciate the kind words. Got me tearing, me tearing up a little bit. Make me blush here. By uh, the way, we haven't, been, we haven't been petty yet. Maybe it's time uh, to be a little, maybe it's time to be a little uh, petty. Um, did the Warriors get back to the West, to the conference finals before Kevin Durant? <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't want to get petty against the Grizzlies because it just, you know, they're a young team. But if we're going to talk uh, about oh, KD, I, I, I gave you, you know? I gave you, I gave you the deep fake. You didn't see where I was coming from. No, I did not see that coming, but I'm so happy. Now I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't wait. And, uh, and, you know, on one side, you've got the most skilled. Guy. Most skilled duo on earth go. can't get out of the first round. What? And, and by the way, not that they can't get out of the first round. They won a single game. Not a single game. And the same team that swept them is in a game seven against the defending champions that's missing their second best player. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think I think conversations need to be had on what exactly skill is. <laughs> I don't know, man. You could dribble to the left. You know, quick. You know, you could put. You know, you could make a step back jump shot a couple times in January against Orlando Magic. Means you're skilled. Means you. You know, the crazy, the crazy part of all this is too, is that I don't even know if Katie and Kyrie are going to be on the same team together next season. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's how insane is that? That Katie is going to run through like 16 different co-stars. And you've got this same Warriors team that's still here. Just, yeah, you know, I mean, I, th- I, th- I feel like th- I feel like that's the part we we really can't take for granted. When are we going to see a team with three core players playing together for a decade plus again? You know, um, it's Milwaukee has had some great continuity, but like Middleton has been there, I think, seven years. Uh, Drew's only there his second year. You know, like it's and neither neither of those guys were drafted. So, you know, j- just to put into context of how rare it is to have something like the Warriors. Memphis is probably the only one that's, you know, Memphis five years from now, though, right? Because, like, they're so new. But, like, it's just really nothing. There's nothing. It's insane. It's yeah, insane. maybe if maybe if uh, maybe in Boston, if, if oh, yeah, Jason Tatum right. and Jalen Green – uh, sorry, Jalen Brown stay together. And, you know, Marcus Smart's been there forever. You, you say that. Robin like, Grant. Yeah. And you're right. Yeah, you're right. That Boston team, actually, I'm. Yeah, of course. You as the as the as a resident Boston fan. <laughs> but how crazy? But how crazy? I mean, just this one last time before I move on to the craziest that just Warriors are back in the Western Conference Finals and and KD's just nowhere close. And he's been on two separate super teams so far, three separate super teams so far in the three years since. Nowhere close. Not even can't even sniff it. It's just insane. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Make us. Oh, oh boys, how we doing? Oh man. Um I had I had Steph over twenty-eight when uh there was like forty seconds left. I was like, oh, this bet's gonna die. Cause I had Clay 30, Clay five threes, Warriors by five. I was like, he's not gonna make another basket. And he took that layup and I made seven hundred bucks off a thirty dollar bet. I almost I was horny. I was like, wow, this this is a great day. <laughs> This is a this is a great day. 
Um, you know, friend of the show, Ricky G said on Twitter that rebounding and defense wins titles. And was that ever on display tonight? Like, was that ever respect Moses Maloon? What a game for Kavan. I cried when Clay hit that last three. He did the game six celebration. I, it was emotional. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga is getting his Twitter mentions cooked right now because he tweeted whoop that after the game. He's not playing. He didn't play tonight. I love the rookie 19 year old that confident <laughs> being like whoop that. Everybody's mad on Twitter. It's great. Uh, but we'll do we'll do a couple rabbit fire like we did last time. Uh, Mike Brown said Steph and Draymond made the call to start Looney tonight. What are your thoughts? Veterans finally got a right decision uh, in terms of roster construction this season, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, they made the right choice. Now, the if they first can figure time. out how to stop turning the ball over together, yeah. it'd be a better choice. Uh, since the dynasty run, where do the Memphis Grizzlies rank in terms of our most difficult playoff matches? Ooh. Under OKC, above any of the Cavs teams, Raptors, 2018 Rockets, where are they at? Um, okay, let's let's calm mm. down. Just that Mika's appreciate. Let's calm down. So they don't they don't touch any of the Cavs teams because that was for the finals. Um and I'm not going to put them ahead of OKC or the Rockets. Uh, they are better than the Trailblazers. <laughs> they are better than I, – I, they're probably on par with the Grizzlies that they had to go through in 2015. How's that for you? Uh, you think that Grizzlies team's harder? Th- than who? This Grizzlies team. Uh, yeah, yeah, this one's above those. I, I think – they're definitely below all the teams that Mikas mentioned because he basically mentioned all the LeBron teams, and LeBron teams are definitely harder than this team. It's it's LeBron. Uh, Toronto they lost to. I mean, it's championship team. So they're, they're, Houston was was a great team that just the Warriors are better than. So no, I think the I think Memphis is under all of those guys. Um, better than I'm Portland. With you. Yeah. Better than Portland. I'm with you. Portland wasn't serious. <laughs> Let's get through a couple more questions. Actually, let's get um oh, let's get Robbie. Let's okay. get Robbie up here. Robbie, what's up? Jaw getting hurt might have helped Memphis, man. Memphis's defense was locked down the last couple of games. All right, Robbie. Can you hear me now? There yeah, go. we can hear you. All right, cool. Thanks for taking my call. I'm a first time caller. Um awesome win. Uh it, it was great. Um we went up five points, then six points in the end. It was just it was just championship blood. So love to see that. Um I got a question for you guys. So uh, the death lineup's always been like the ultimate, like unleashing force that we have, you know, best, the best aspects of Warriors basketball, ball movement, space the floor, three pointers. So my question is, you know, as the guys, the, the core, the trio are getting older, but not as athletic. They don't move around as, as much as they do when they're younger because we need, you know, to open the key um, like we did in the end of the game. Right. You know, Curry. Uh, passes the ball to Looney on the inside. Looney passes to Draymond. He gets that quick dunk. Those are easy shots for us. They help us open up the floor. Is adding Looney instead of Pool is that the true new death lineup? Whew. Hmm. I love I love the call. It the gives us the rebounds and the defense. You know our guys. I, I, are you know I, I think I think I think what I think is this lineup is there's no death lineup. This team doesn't have a death lineup. This team has a matchup dependent best closing lineup is what they have because if you're playing against the suns, I, I don't, I think in a closing lineup, you don't have, uh, you don't need Looney in there. You just don't. I mean, Draymond's good enough against DeAndre Ayn and Jordan Poole as yeah, bad as he is. If you're, offense. Playing against, if you're playing against Giannis, you probably want Looney in there. Exactly. So, exactly. So there's no I, death I do, lineup. There's not. I do. I think it's by committee. I think they have seven or eight guys. Um, and they're picking kind of based on the matchup. 
That's yeah. why the GP2 thing sucks because he was going to be one of those Mac. Like he knew GP2 would be closing against a uh, a Devin Booker, for example, uh, because that's a really good matchup to use him. But you know he's uh, he's not healthy, so um, I, I just think it's going to be like that for this team. They don't have a they don't have a best five players who it's like all right, you they know, don't. It's it's they Andre Godala. You're going to go with him no matter what's going on. They don't. Yep. Yep. Although right now it really does feel like they may have a, hey, there's your best four players though. <laughs> like, yeah. Andrew Wiggins is closing, baby. Like, <laughs> anyway, let's keep, let's keep this going. All right. We'll do a couple more and then we'll call it a call an evening. Let's get Larry up here. Larry, how's it going, man? Well, um, I am so happy. Okay. I don't know if you guys remember this, but I, my first, exposure to the Warriors was 1974, okay? Then we won the championship in 1975, and then we imploded because Franklin Muley could not really keep the team together. He didn't have enough money. So we go 45 years in the desert, to quote the Bible, and then we go for Steph Curry comes out, and in 2009 tweets, we're going to figure this out. Okay. Nobody has ever done that and then made it happen. Okay. On the team that drafted him. And when they drafted him, we were like in the desert. We were, you know, we were the worst team in the NBA. Steph Curry built this. Clay Thompson contributed. Everything that happened after that, we know all about. But this year, it's been really, really tough. We're trying to do two things at once to build for the future and to win a championship. And I'm so pleased that we're moving up, but it is worth noting that Moody, Kuminga and Wiseman did not hit the floor tonight. And I'm really worried about that because we actually have some incredible players, but can they make it work through the next two and we have to win eight more games. I just hope they can do it. And I have faith that they can, but I'm worried. That, and I'll just say that you guys can tell me what you think. Yeah. Larry, I really do appreciate the call. That was a, that was a great call. Um, I, I feel like there's two separate questions. One is how do they balance both timelines? And that's uh, – I feel like we've talked a lot about that in the regular season. Like, it is what it is. I, I don't see how you can throw – young kids in there in a game in, in, in this portion of this, the season, you know what I'm saying? Like we know that. Um, but with regards to the rest of the way, they only have to go through two more teams to get there. And I honestly think the Western conference finals, I'm not going to say it's going to be easy, but there's no reason the Warriors can't get back to the finals. There's no reason that they shouldn't be able to beat Phoenix or Dallas. Neither of those teams look particularly amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that series comes out, and even if the Warriors are underdogs in that series, it's it's more like a plus one fifty underdog, not not like a that you know I mean that, like not like a plus three fifty. Uh, you know, I I think one of the issues, I think one of Larry's concerns is that you know maybe trying to do both is impossible when you should have tried to go all in with trading those guys for a player. And I think you know I think that's a valid concern. I, and part of that is also like you know he comes down to a game like this. Who, who what's that player that you could have gotten to play in this type of game? I mean, is it Pascal Siakam, right, Miles Turner? Bradley Beal, those type of guys. I'm not saying that the Warriors should have done it. I'm just saying 
they never really looked at it, right? Instead, they said, hey, let's kind of keep these guys and, and, and go there. So I, I don't know, Sam. I don't know because whatever the Warriors do this season, I, I think, like, for example, let's look at Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole is going to be so much better next postseason, right? <laughs> Jonathan Kaminga, well, I don't know because he hasn't really played this postseason, but he's going to be a better basketball player next regular season just because of what he's done this season. And we're talking maybe two seasons away. Now we're getting a little bit too far away, but I do think there's at some point you do get the reward of having these young players playing in this postseason, being in that atmosphere. And uh, it might help the Warriors out long, long term. I I do think so. I'm sure that's what Joe is thinking. Now I sound like Kirk Lacob, Sam. Let's keep it moving. Come on. What are we doing here? (laughs) All right, we're gonna we're gonna rip through a couple and then call it a night. Um, let's get to Ty. Ty, what's up, man? Yo, yo, uh, sir. Good win, you know. Eight more to go. It's good stuff. Uh, it was a really interesting series. Um, a lot of the things, like I came on here and I was like, yeah, nah, Memphis not about to be that. And you know, I think a lot of my priors i was wrong as shit and but in some ways though i i didn't think that their size was going to be as much of a problem and like we out rebounded them like we beat the shit out of them on the glass and like i think the lesson i'm taking from this is there's no point in trying to like port over like whether one series will like tell you something about the next i don't think the bucks and the celtics are like that's the nba finals the celtics can't score and well the bucks are crazy but whatever I think they're beatable. I think this team can win a championship. And, uh, yeah, whoop that trick, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> nice. Nice. Maybe we should end it there. Maybe we should end it right there. I, I, let's end it with what he said. The Warriors can win a championship. That's really all that matters, man. Good stuff. I'll see you all next week. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.